everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, let's talk about red light therapy. If you haven't yet heard my interview with Scott from Mito Red Light Therapy, I want you to definitely go check out that show at thekellyoshow.com. I firmly believe the more research that I do on this topic, I firmly believe every one of us should have a Mito red light in our house and be participating in, you know, by my understanding, five to 10 minutes of red light therapy a day. The health benefits are extensive. And let me just give you a quote. This is actually from Dave Asprey's website. Red light therapy works from the inside out to enhance mitochondrial function in cells. This in turn leads to several skin benefits. Red light decreases inflammation in the skin, smooths skin tone, repairs sun damage, fades scars and stretch marks, and even builds collagen in the skin, which reduces wrinkles. It also heals wounds and can prevent recurring cold sores or herpes simplex. Red light works on the lymphatic system to improve the body's detoxification abilities by increasing blood flow. It can even stimulate hair growth in the hair follicles. This is just a touch of the benefits that they're seeing from red light therapy. It is extensively studied. And once I interviewed Scott from Mito Red Light Therapy on the show, I literally was like every, I told my man, I said, you have to start doing this. I'm gonna start doing it every single day, twice a day. This is a priority. And I strongly encourage you to check out Mito Red Light. You can use the code, the Kelly O Show, to get 5% off their already ridiculously competitive rates. And when I say that, do your own research. One of the things that impressed me the most about Scott is he founded his company, Mito Red Light, because he'd known about the benefits of red light therapy, but wanted to provide an affordable option. This is for you. Start today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. This is the final bonus episode. I told you guys I had three bonus episodes to wrap up my mini, mini series on the top 10 weight loss mistakes I've made in the recent past and how I'm fixing them. And this is a great topic for us to close up on. And that is, gosh, there's so many different ways you can describe this topic. Body love, self-body respect, 
appreciating your body, having a positive self body image, you can see where I'm going with this. And this is obviously something that's a very personal topic to me. And I know is going to be for so many of you, but the truth is I've realized it more than ever. Um, especially from Alex, my trainer, um, who has been really working with me on this, on my mindset around my body. Um, I have had a very, 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 I've shared with you guys how insecure I am about my body with the health issues that I have. I hold myself up to probably an unattainable standard. I am very, very hard on myself. I am extremely insecure um, about how I look, the fact that I'm not at my goal weight, the fact that I see my body as being so broken on the inside and not able to function correctly that I get angry at it. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm outside of my own body and I'm angry. It's like, it's a car. I'm pissed off at the car that won't run. And I absolutely deal with body dysmorphia as do so many of you. Um, I have an unreasonable, probably preoccupation with worrying about what people are thinking about my physical appearance. Um, and I think that all of these things collectively are probably resonating with so many of you. It's very easy to become this way. Um, certainly something I'm sure my therapist is going to help me unravel. It is something I recognize. It's something I see is self-destructive. It's something that I see has caused me an inordinate amount of stress And that inordinate amount of stress has contributed to the very fact or contributed to the very health problems that have been contributing to me not being able to reach my health goals. So you see, I'm part of the problem. The fact that I obsess and worry and try to historically that I I should have said that the right way, the the fact that I have historically obsessed and worried and freaked out about how I looked and that, that I you know, want to hide inside my house and not let anybody see me that I find going to the gym even very traumatic because I don't want to wear baggy clothes and look like I'm, you know, pregnant, but I don't want to wear tight clothes because I'm intimidated by how I look. Um, I've absolutely avoided in the past getting on dating sites and meeting anybody because I didn't want anybody to meet me because of how I, I perceive myself to look. I have definitely been one of those people who has been um, you know, putting life off until I'm perfect, until I'm a perfect size four, till I'm a perfect size two, until I'm a, can I ever, can I get to be a size zero? I mean, I've had those thoughts in my head in the past, certainly not recently. I'm more reasonable there, but, um, when we think of our bodies in such a, not just a negative way, but in like a horrifyingly negative way, when we view our bodies with loathing and disgust, and we view ourselves like a child that we're just overwhelmingly disappointed in. I mean, maybe that's a good a good story or storyline to to put it into so that we can think about it differently. You know, if you adopted a child, would you treat a child figuratively speaking the way you treat yourself? Would you have that attitude towards the child if they came home with bad grades and they they couldn't seem to learn 
the things that, you know, you know, or if they were having a, a hard time in band practice or track practice, or if they weren't, you know, able to keep up with play practice, you know, something that they wanted to do, but they were having a tough time. Would you treat them the way, would you treat that child, your child, your adopted child or your own child? Would you treat that child the way that you treat yourself? And we've often heard, you know, people say, you know, would you treat a friend this way? And, and, I think it's very easy to kind of dismiss that, but put it in the context of a child, you know, like we would never, because think about how devastating emotionally that would be for that child's development. Think about the issues they grow up with because they were treated that way. And I, we, we tend to dismiss how, what we're doing to ourselves underneath the hood in our brain, in our mind, how that's affecting us. And I can tell you that, the way I have treated myself, the way I obsess about how I think I look so horrible and so disgusting and so fat, it has created emotional turmoil and mental stress that is 1000% contributing to my hormone issues, my cortisol issues, my adrenal issues, everything is connected. And when I realize and recognize that as I'm working with Alex, one of the number one things she talks about in her journey to healing was decreasing stress and focusing on sleep and rest and just healing and being kinder to herself and accepting her body along the way and buying a bigger dress size and getting over what she weighed and and embracing herself where she was, having a photo shoot where she was when she was whatever, 30 or 40 pounds over her goal weight. She didn't like put herself and say, I'm going to ship myself off to a boarding school and hide myself from the world because I'm 20 pounds or 30 pounds or five pounds overweight. And yet that's the way I've thought about myself, mentally, figuratively speaking, if you will. Um, and I'm really beginning to realize how how that's been a huge part of the problem. Like now that I'm really realizing what, how stress reduction has to be such a massive priority for me and that stress, I, you know, this is a top, top, top focus for me, Real, recognizing the things that are overwhelmingly stressful for me, the things that cause my stomach to grind so badly that sometimes I have to take a Prilosec, which is the last thing I want to be taking for, you know, intaking into my body, you know, is, is over-the-counter drugs on the regu- on a regular basis. But, you know, when our bodies get too much stress, they will start to present with symptoms. And when those symptoms are showing up, that's usually after the fact that like underneath the skin, there's already been other things going on. So, you know, when I'm in a state where, I mean, I've even had this recently and I realized like, and I'm making changes in my life because of it, I've realized how much certain things have caused a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety in my life. And life is too short. Um, when I start to get to the point where I have headaches again all the time and stomach aches all the time, can't eat, um, that's life's too short. And you know what? A lot of a big part of ongoing stress has been my obsessing about my body. And ladies, we can, there are simple things, they're not easy, simple steps that we can start to take. These are some of the things that I've done that are helping me move in a more reasonable direction. 
And again, I, I do want to stress this to you. So for all of you that have these thoughts and these emotions and these habits that I've just shared with you, I, number one, like I'm not proud to share with you that this is what's this what this is what goes on. It's dysfunctional. It's not a good thing. I don't share this with you because I'm trying to say, follow my lead. I'm saying, don't follow my lead. I'm saying, I realize how destructive this is and that I'm making it a priority to change this. Um, so, you know, one of the first things that Alex had said to me in one of my check-ins, probably about four or five weeks ago, Um, I was telling her how frustrated I was that I'd felt really good about my progress over the weekend. And then I went to get dressed in my workout clothes Monday morning for my check-in and my sports bra was so tight that I was just so upset with the indentation that it made in my skin and how it, it made a, a, you know, like a, a roll an indentation. I mean, that's how picky I am with my body. I just pick apart everything, everything that indicates, Oh, look, there's your, 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 your sports bra is too tight. And that's fat sticking out from underneath your sports bra. Look at that. Like I'll obsess over stupid, stupid details like that. You have no idea for how long. And she said something back to me in my check-in. She's like, Kelly, buy a bigger sports bra. Why is that? Why are you letting this dictate your emotional state for the day? And I was at first when I heard that I was kind of annoyed. And then I'm like, wow, that's pretty deep. What she just said, I am letting my sports bra and how it fits me dictate my day. Now, let me also pause here and say this. Okay. It's almost not even a fine line. I was about to say it's a fine line between giving yourself a break and giving yourself a forever hall pass. And what I mean by that is when I say what the things that I'm saying here, like, Hey, if your sports bras are too tight, maybe for the time being, go up a size. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is, you know, Hey, when we're in this process of losing weight, if you've gone through a recent hiccup in your life, whatever that is, where a lot of your clothes aren't fitting you, it could really be a positive step for you. And I never thought I would say this to buy a couple of things, a couple of staples for your wardrobe. I'm not saying buy a whole new wardrobe, a size up, because to me, that's basically, you know, saying I give up white flag. I can't lose weight to that. That's my opinion. Other people might disagree. And that's why I think for years I've always hesitated to ever buy bigger sizes. And so I would end up having three things in my closet that fit me when I was in an off phase. Um, and I've always thought it was a sign of giving in and giving up. If you bought a bigger size, I thought it was a sign of saying, I, I see defeat. I can't do this. Um, so I might as well give up. I thought it would make you not work hard enough if you had a size bigger pants um, because you just find yourself comfortable in it and you would just stay at that size. I now disagree. I now get it. But when Alex said that to me, I really started thinking about, you know, look what you're doing. Look how traumatic it is for you when you go into your closet on date night and you get really frustrated because you live in San Antonio it's always like 92, 110 degrees. It's hot. And sometimes you just want to be able to pull on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and go somewhere. But right now, because you're only letting yourself wear your smaller jeans that really are too tight for you right now, you can only wear those jeans when you 
you only feel good in them when you wear your Spanx. So when you're hot, you put your Spanx on and then your jeans. And then you, you really only feel good when you put your high heel boots on because you think that makes you look slimmer. So like I'm wearing all these layers of clothes and I'm not comfortable because I'm hot, but I'm also not comfortable unless I wear all those things to make my mind feel like I'm slimmer. I know so many of you are listening going, oh my God, I've so done the same thing. And when Alex said that, and then somebody else had a conversation with me and they were like, you know what? Buy a couple of things that are just comfortable. You know, you look good and you're not going to give up. You're not going to throw in the towel. And as you get leaner, you either get them taken in or you donate them. And I'm like, what am I, why am I, you know, this is not a permanent decision. And I did, I, I went to my Nordstrom shopper lady and I said, here's the brand that I love. You know, I, I, I now invest in the really good expensive jeans. And I said, give me one size up and then like two inches up. So you know how jean measurements are, go by the, the weight measures. And I said, give me one that's an inch size bigger and one that's two inches size bigger and send it my way. And I ended up with, um, I'm, I don't even remember which one I bought, but um, I think it might be, well, actually it is. It's two inches size bigger than the, most of the sizes in my closet. And here's the deal. Like, does it, is there a big neon flashing sign outside of my ass that says, by the way, this girl's wearing jeans that are two sizes bigger because she's a fat, lazy loser. No, it doesn't. Nobody cares what size I'm wearing. And the fact that I can just throw those jeans on and not not have to worry about wearing anything else. And guess what? I bought those three or four weeks ago. They're already loose on me, like significantly loose. Hey everybody, let's talk about skincare. We've talked certainly about the importance of self-care quite a lot on this show. And what could be a better way to invest in self-care than by getting yourself some of the best skincare on the planet. Now, I have learned a lot since getting my first Botox injection about the importance of medical-grade skincare. There is a world of difference between what you buy in a drugstore, what you buy in a department store, and when you're talking about medical-grade skincare. Now, one of the companies that I use, have used for, gosh, quite a long time, I bought it first at my Botox appointment, is Globiotics. We've actually interviewed the founders on this very show. Check out Globiotics.com. It's probiotic-based, medical-grade skincare. It's exceptional. And we've got a 20% off deal for you. Just use code the Kelly O Show at Globiotics.com and you'll get 20% off. You're welcome. It was just such a moment of freedom to be able to, if my friend Allison said, hey, let's go out for lunch today, I could just, like a normal person, instead of going in my closet and stressing out and going, oh, I I really only feel good in my dresses or my suits. I don't have any casual clothes that I feel good in and I don't want to be too hot. Like now I can just do it. I had a a go-to pair of jeans and I, I haven't ordered new workout clothes because my workout clothes are fitting looser every day. But you guys, this, this simple thing of me saying, this is where my body's at right now. And I have to learn to be kinder. And, and here's the next phase of that. So number one is start being kinder to your body by accepting where you are right now and giving yourself 
the respect and care to say, you deserve some beautiful fitting clothes for right now, for, for on the way. Doesn't mean that you're giving in. It doesn't mean that you're seeding defeat. It just means that you know you deserve right now to be able to get out and live your life and look fly as hell and and have some nice jeans, have a great dress, et cetera, et cetera, okay? That's part one. Part two is when you catch yourself, and I caught myself doing this last night when I was trying some stuff on in my closet, um, you, you know, ladies, you all can relate. You can, whether it's you're getting changed and you look in your mirror and, and you see yourself you know, maybe, maybe you're bending over a certain way and you see a roll or you see cellulite or you see stretch marks. It's really easy to go down a rabbit hole and start picking yourself apart. And I will tell you this. So I'm 51 years old after years of dieting and gaining weight and losing weight. And well, I I guess that's really it. Plus the fact that, you know, you just have gravity going on when you lose weight and you gain weight, you, you know, your, your skin is just going to hang differently on your body. And as you guys know, um, I went through a large period last year of um, seven to eight months of not working out. So I lost the beautiful muscle underneath a lot of muscle, not all of it. And it's coming back now. But I'm at this phase where um, I don't like the way my skin is in certain areas, like for lack of a better way of saying it, it's the way that it's hanging on my body. I haven't rebuilt up the muscle underneath that it has been the coolest thing ever. And I will say this, I want you guys, you ladies to listen to this. This is why you lift weights because in all of my life, even at my thinnest, I would always have cellulite on my legs. And I learned over the past three or four years, the power of heavy lifting, because when you really build up a lot of muscle in your legs, it's amazing how much you will diminish cellulite. It That's my experience. Um, because it's just, think about like a balloon, that has had all of, think about a water balloon. When you let most of the water out, that balloon is like kind of wrinkly and then you fill it up with water again and those wrinkles go away. I, that's how I liken or explain muscle underneath the skin. When you build more muscle underneath the skin, that's what gets rid of the jiggle. That's what gets rid of the, the sag. It's a beautiful thing. But in the when you're on your way, ladies, you're gonna see those glimpses in the mirror. It's really hard. I, I'm not lying to you. I caught a glimpse of like, I am so, <sighs> I, I almost caught myself saying a really negative word. I'm, I'm so um, concerned with the appearance of my thighs, the, the way that I haven't rebuilt up my muscle. And, you know, I'm in that phase of rebuilding my body from losing muscle and probably gaining fat. Well, I know I gained fat. I lost muscle, gained fat during all that time. I couldn't work out and I have to rebuild my body and it's not going to happen overnight. And let me tell you, when I see in certain light, y'all know what I'm talking about, how my skin, and it can be the worst. You catch yourself with that light that is is like the lighting in, in a dressing room or the lighting in your closet where it's light shining down and it just is the most unflattering light. And if you look at yourself in the wrong way, that can ruin your whole night. You just have to, at that point, say, like my therapist taught me to, this is not helpful. I need to move on. Like, and and whatever it is that you train yourself to say, this is this is not easy, ladies. I'm just going to tell you, like it is not easy for me to have had that glimpse of my thighs 
and to, and, and to say, Oh my God, you know, and start going down a rabbit hole of like, wow, if I, you know, it's a good thing that we aren't going to be going to the beach next week because I wouldn't want to, you know, I'm horrified. I could go and just go off on a tangent, but I'm choosing to proactively say, okay, this is what I've done in the past. I've beaten myself up. I've made fun of myself. I've discouraged myself. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to treat myself like a human being and I'm just going to keep working harder every day and I'm improving every day. And I am focusing on an attitude of expectancy. I'm focusing on an attitude of gratitude for what my body has been through and what it's capable of. I'm choosing to focus on positive thoughts, fueling my mind and my body with nourishing food and positive thoughts and affirmations. And this is all stuff I've not had a focus on before. Sure, I probably thought, oh yeah, I should be positive. I should be, you know, I should get rid of the negative self-talk, but I never did. I spent an inordinate amount of time stressing out and being so unkind to myself and my body. Like I, yeah, you know, when you have a boss that makes your life a living hell and is a micromanager and, you know, stalks you and bothers you and constantly gives negative reinforcement, does that encourage you to work harder for that boss? Or does that make you want to say, what, like Peter says in office space, what, what exactly is my motivation here? Think about that in the, the context of your own personal experience. Act like you're your, your own boss. When you talk to yourself in a negative way, when you discourage yourself, when you constantly give yourself nothing but negative reinforcement, what do you think your inner self is going to respond with? Like, are they going to go, oh yeah, I want to keep working hard for this person that just beats me up all the time and makes me feel like I'm a big fat loser? No. Treat yourself like the best coach would treat his, his or her prized Olympic athlete. I've said that in another show. We should act like we are our own Olympic coaches. And we're, we are prized Olympic athletes and we are in charge. We are tasked with keeping that Olympic athlete in the best state of mind so that they can train hard and, and do what they want to set out to do. And that's honestly, a, probably the two top points I wanted to drive home about this whole, we've got to treat our body better. Um, you know, and I would wrap up with just what I, what I shared there a second ago, which is focus on fueling your body. Stop focusing on depriving your body. Focus on fueling your brain with positive affirmations. Learn how to train yourself to absolutely believe in your success. Learn how to train your brain to focus on sheer confidence. Learn how to be and believe that where you are right now is just, you are just as beautiful and just as worthy. You don't put your life on hold until you're a certain size. Embrace who you are right now. Get a photo shoot right now. Get yourself clothes to look good right now. Get on a dating site right now. Be happy where you are right now because I can guarantee you, even though in our warped minds, we think we think that this is what what's happening. When you go out to eat in your beautiful dress, no one is sitting at the dinner table across from you going, oh my God, look at that extra fat she has on the back of her arms. They're like, holy shit, this woman looks amazing. And that's the, that's the attitude that if we start carrying ourselves that way and behaving that way towards ourselves, 
the stress in our life is going to decrease and our body is going to physically respond in a favorable manner. I dare you to test it out because as I've said with so many of other the other points that I've made in this series, and if you haven't listened to my series, I really, 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 really urge you to go back and listen to those 10 episodes of my top 10 weight loss mistakes because I know it's going to help so many of you. But like I've said in, in so many of those episodes, this is what I said to myself. Like when I've challenged myself to think a different way, to take the George Costanza approach, to do everything differently. And, and when I'm challenging myself right now, like, hey, it, I mean, it was a huge stretch, you guys. It was a huge stretch for me to buy bigger jeans. I thought I was giving up and giving in. I thought that that was like, why would I do that? That's a sign. You know, it was just this mental struggle. And now that I have four pair of amazing jeans that I can just slip on and feel good and feel comfortable in and not feel like they are encroaching on my midsection, that confidence level, I mean, just to be able to go out in that moment and feel confident and feel good, I just know it's going to add up to decreasing my stress in a massive amount. And when I, when I look at certain things that, that Alex suggests for me, and I'm like, oh, come on, you know, I question and I say, honestly, this is the dialogue I have in my head. Kelly, how has the other stuff that you've been doing worked out for you? Like how have all of those years of horrible body image horrible negative self-talk, completely discouraging myself and treating myself with disgust and hiding in my house. How did that work out for me? Guess what? I had no life. I had no social life. I had no love life. And it kept staying that way because I kept hiding in my house. And I am now, as you guys know, with the love of my life, I'm getting married in two months. I have a man who worships the ground I walk on and I worship the ground he walks on. I am so blessed. I am so happy. And I am going to treat myself differently. I am going to love myself along the way. I am going to carry myself with confidence and res- and treat my body with respect. And I pretty much know that what you're going to see over this next year of me transforming myself from the inside out, you are. You're going to see a transformation. You're going to see how all of these changes I'm making in my mindset and in in my daily habits and practices are going to add up to physical success and mental and emotional happiness. And that's what I want for you. So on a closing note, I will send out an invitation to all of you ladies. Um, If you haven't done so yet, please head on over to Facebook and join my private Facebook community where we're talking about all of these things every day. Um, A year of you first, you can ask to join. It is a free group. There's no charge. It is simply a community where I check in every day, share a thought, an idea, a link to something. And we talk about our struggles. We talk about how we can put ourselves first. We talk about, you know, things like how to get blood work started, how to get our hormones started. Um, It's just an opportunity for us ladies to make the commitment to putting ourselves first, make the commitment to a year of transformation and to meeting new friends that are along the same path. So I do invite you to join that. Again, it is free. It is a year of you first on Facebook. 
I'll see you guys there soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with your friends. Make sure you're subscribed over at thekellyoshow.com. That's where the show notes will be. And also, if you haven't had a chance to do so yet, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. That helps the show get seen and heard by more people who can benefit from this free information. You guys have a great rest of the day. I will see you next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey everybody, let's talk about blood work. You've heard me talk about the importance of getting comprehensive, hormonal, focused blood work done since the dawn of time. Our friends at Ulta Lab Tests, based out in the beautiful state of Arizona, where so many great companies are based, have the ability to service comprehensive blood work orders at 2,100 different locations across the country. I researched these guys, I've talked to the founder, I've talked to so many people at this organization and they really genuinely care about health and wellness and helping men and women get better health for the long term. This is life-changing stuff, people. I want all of you that have not had comprehensive blood work done to head on over there now. ultalabtest.com forward slash the Kelly O Show. Order your blood work, get your health started in the right direction now.